What's up, Patty people? And welcome to a very new, brand new episode. I don't know why I said that. Very new, brand new episode of Pal Palace. I am your host, El Laricella. I hope everybody had an awesome Christmas to those who celebrate. I am unfortunately recording this on Christmas Eve, so I won't be able to tell you all what I got for Christmas. Um, I do know that my husband got me a set of four new tires, which I desperately needed, which actually really came in handy because I don't know if anybody else is like this, but all of the terrible things um, end up happening to me on holidays that can't be fixed until after the holidays. For example, my hearing aid was eaten by my dog last Memorial Day, and of course my audiologist wasn't open. So it's fun little things like that. But today at work, my car got a flat randomly. I wouldn't have even known if my coworker hadn't come in for his shift and been like, hey, guess what? I've got some bad news. You have a flat. So I had to call my husband and say, hey, hey, help. Um, I'm at work and I don't know what to do. And um, he was like, well, Christmas came early, I guess. I got you four new tires. So that's great because I really needed them for a while. So get you a man who listens to you and um, hears you when you complain about how you need tires a lot. Um, my tires were like done. They were like bald, honestly, because and I know that's so dangerous. Um, but we took our car to um, Georgia and South Carolina for our honeymoon. So it was a really it was a lot of driving. My dog is in the kitchen looking at me right now. So if you guys hear noises, that's her. Usually she's also not here when I record, but it's Christmas Eve and it's extenuating circumstances. Um, like I said, I normally record the Monday before I drop an episode on Tuesdays, but of course I'm not going to record on on Christmas. But tonight we have church with my husband's family um, and then we're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life, have some cocoa, I don't know about eggnog though, guys. Like I've never been an eggnog fan. Also, I don't know if eggnog is always alcohol, like alcoholic or not, but I just like don't like the taste of it. I don't know. Oh, now my cat is going at it. I'm so sorry. This is gonna be just like a slightly chaotic episode. I think my dog might be chewing on the table now. Oh, now she's just lapping water like, crazy this is this is gonna be a little bit crazy guys i'm really sorry seriously peach she's looking at me like what mom i'm thirsty okay resume it's fine so yeah for those of you who don't know i have a two-year-old uh pit bull named peach who is the love of my life and she's also very thirsty and i have a stinky cat named polly who always loves to be the center of attention and is huge and really annoying but i love her so anyway back to whatever the hell i was talking about how did everybody's christmases go i love christmas you know i think in my like halloween episode i was saying how like i love halloween way more or at least i love fall more than like the christmas season honestly i feel like they're equal but that also could just be because this year was just an exceptionally good christmas season and i don't know just Things are great this year, so I'm feeling very blessed. I'm feeling very excited um, to start the new year, and I don't know if I believe in New Year's resolutions, but if you do, that's so cool. That's great. Um, but for me, I'm almost just kind of like, if I make a resolution, I know I'm not going to stick to it. 
I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to stick to something just because it's a resolution. I probably should, though. I don't know. But the next episode, we'll talk a little bit about New Year's Eve and my, um, my birthday. Because my birthday's coming up on the 3rd of January. So super stoked for that. But yeah, it's going to be New Year's day or the day after New Year's when the next episode drops. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to talk about relating to New Year's. But for this episode, I have one thing to talk about. Just one. And it's not something that I've done before on this episode. And I don't know how you guys are going to take it because it's completely different to what I've done in all of my other episodes. But I thought that I would recrap, whoa, not recrap. I would recap a true crime story. And it is the murder of Claudine, aka Dee Dee Blanchard. And if anybody knows who that is, stay tuned because it's a wild story. But the reason I bring this up is because the person who was charged for her murder is up for release in two days. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. That name should be very familiar if you're on social media at all. She is everywhere right now and she's getting released in two days. So, since it's very relevant to what's happening right now, I thought I would recap all that we know about the murder and the story of Gypsy Rose. So, I am super into true crime, and I know not everybody is, um, but I, I just wanted to start incorporating some true crime stories into the podcast maybe or just recapping more things because I, I have a lot of opinions about things but this one's more so going to just be a telling of what happened and then I'll get into my opinions and everything later but I just thought this would be a cool little pivot to see how you guys would feel about this um but I don't really have many things to talk about other than Christmas because, um, yeah, some crazy, crazy things are happening in the next year that I'll talk about when we get there. But um, when it comes to Christmas, I'm sure by now everybody's done Secret Santa at work if you have one. And we did Secret Santa at our work and it went fine. But I've been seeing on TikTok so many people's stories of secret santa going awry like just getting completely ruined ruining their day like people reporting their secret santa to hr like there's some crazy stories out there one in particular was there's an asian woman working in an office building and her secret santa was optional so you didn't even have to participate if you didn't want to well apparently her manager her shift manager was her secret santa and when she got her gift, it was a crumpled up gift bag. And the reason I mentioned she was Asian was because this guy gave her rice. Not only did he give her rice, he gave her a half eaten sleeve of Ritz crackers, an open bag of goldfish, the rice, like I mentioned, and 
I I can't remember what else he gave her, but he gave her like eaten food and then had the audacity to ask for the bag back. And it was optional. If you guys have any bad Secret Santa stories, please tell me because I honestly feel like there's worse, there's more terrible stories than there are actual good ones, you know, like success stories versus failures. So if you have any bad Secret Santas, I want to hear all of uh, all about it. Like, tell me what happened. That's it's hilarious to me. Um, I don't think I've ever been the recipient of anything bad. I'm sure I've been like disappointed because I tend to try a little bit harder for people I work with because you literally are getting paid to get along with them. So I make a bit of an effort, you know, like, for example, my secret Santa was um, somebody on my staff and she has two chihuahuas. So I went out of my way to go to a little shop in my hometown and I picked up two little ornaments that looked like her chihuahuas and I gave it to her for Christmas for the secret Santa and she loved it and it was great. And then, you know, you have people giving other people bags of rice and open bags of of goldfish. But anyway, I digress. So, shall we just get into it? I think we shall. So, I am going to read the story of Gypsy Blanchard to you guys right now. And I wish I had some sort of like spooky music or like suspenseful music. I have to learn how to do that because I know that my recorder has those capabilities. And I know that I have the editing capabilities if I wanted to. But guys, I'm, I'm a little lazy and also impressed for time because it is Christmas Eve. So don't judge me. But um, here we go. <clears throat> Let me just prepare myself. Okay. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was a young girl who was very sick. At least, that was her story. Gypsy was born to Rod and Claudine Blanchard, who was also known as Dee Dee. Rod was 17, and Dee Dee was 24. They named their daughter Gypsy Rose, who was born in July of 1991, after they married due to the pregnancy. Rod quickly realized he didn't love Dee Dee, and he left her. Dee Dee took her newborn daughter, and they went to live with family in Louisiana. As Dee Dee grew up with Gypsy, she had a medical... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are going to hate me. I'm so bad at this. Okay. As Gypsy grew, Dee Dee, who had a medical background as a nurse's aide, started to become concerned that something was wrong with Gypsy. When she was three months old, she was sure that Gypsy had sleep apnea. She insisted on taking Gypsy to the hospital over and over again when they found no such evidence of the condition. At some point, Dee Dee claimed that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy and made her use a walker. When she was seven years old, Gypsy was involved in a small accident, which resulted in a small abrasion on her knee. Her mother told her that she had been given a wheelchair by the doctors that she must use from now on. Rod, who was still a teenager, chose to believe Dee Dee's claims about her various issues, choosing to give her the benefit of the doubt because of her background. While he had very limited contact with Gypsy growing up, he still kept in touch with her as best he could. But DJ Dee Dee did her best to keep Rod at arm's length. Dee Dee told Rod that Gypsy's mental capacity was behind four to five years, and that child and that the child was having seizures. He also was not allowed to tell Gypsy how old she was or celebrate her birthdays. Eventually, Dee Dee pulled Gypsy from school before she entered third grade. 
citing medical reasons. Ron eventually remarried and had two other children who wanted to be involved in Gypsy's life and were until around 2004. They would have small family gatherings and even attended the Special Olympics for Gypsy. Eventually, the relationship was limited to Rod only sending money along with child support and small gifts because Dee Dee had alienated him away from Gypsy and her medical condition seemed to intimidate him and his new family. Gypsy was homeschooled because her illnesses were so severe and Gypsy filled her time teaching herself to read Harry Potter books. Dee Dee and Gypsy moved in with Dee Dee's father and stepmother and Dee Dee seemed to get herself in trouble during this time. She was arrested for writing bad checks and even accused of feeding food laced with weed killer to her stepmother, whose health had taken a bad turn. As soon as the questioning began, Dee Dee and her father, I'm sorry, and her daughter left to New Orleans. Her stepmother's health mysteriously went back to normal after their departure. For a while, they lived in public housing, using Rod's child support payments and government assistance to pay for bills and food. They spent most of their time trying to find treatments for Gypsy's various illnesses. Now, these included hearing and vision problems. Dee Dee told doctors that Gypsy was having seizures and they put her on medication for that as well. In August of 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit them and they left their ruined apartment to stay in a shelter in Covington that was designed for people with special needs. All of Gypsy's medical records, including her birth certificate, had also been destroyed as well, at least according to Dee Dee. They were recommended by a doctor to move to Missouri, and they rented a home in Aurora. While they were staying there, Gypsy was granted a donation, which helped her to secure a feeding tube, and she was even named its 2007 Child of the Year. The next year, Habitat for Humanity built them a small house, which even had a hot tub. The community often helped out, and Gypsy and her story raised a lot of attention and charity contributions. They received free flights, free trips to Disney World, free concert tickets, and again, many, many charitable donations. Rod and his new family attempted to be involved in her life during this time as well. But Dee Dee would always come up with an excuse to keep them away. When people or neighbors asked about Gypsy's father, they were told by Dee Dee that he was a drug addict and an abuser, and had never sent them any child support, which was proved later to be false. Around 2009, Gypsy had most of her teeth removed, large glasses for her vision issues, and spoke very childlike and immaturely with a small, soft voice. Her mother shaved her head and justified this with Gypsy by telling her that any medication she would take would have it fall out anyway. Gypsy loved to wear wigs, hats, and anything she could to cover her bald head. When they left the house, Dee Dee would bring an oxygen tank and a feeding tube, and she was fed Pediasure well into her 20s. Dee Dee's abuse didn't stop there. She would never let Gypsy out of her sight when in public. She would never let go of her in public, and she would constantly strike her with various objects or her hands when they were in private. Eventually, Gypsy's saliva glands were extracted because she had excessive drooling, according to Dee Dee. This, mixed with the side effects of her anti-seizure medication, caused what few teeth she had left to rot. Eventually, a doctor started to get suspicious. One pediatric neurologist actually ordered blood tests 
to test for muscular dystrophy and found no evidence to support that diagnosis. He brought this up with Dee Dee eventually and told her that he did not see any reason that she couldn't walk. He dug a little deeper and contacted Gypsy's former doctor from New Orleans, and he found that Gypsy's original muscle biopsy had come back negative, which directly contradicted what Dee Dee had reported, and she backed up her claim that Gypsy's records had been destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. This was when the first speculation of Manchowski syndrome by proxy came about. Eventually, feeling the suspicion, Dee Dee tried to stop, decided to stop taking Gypsy to see that doctor. And unfortunately, that doctor did not follow up with social services, which could have saved her a lot sooner. Gypsy started to realize that something wasn't right and that she wasn't as sick as her mother was telling her. She found that she actually could walk. And one night, even showed up at her neighbor's door, standing on her own two feet, begging for a ride to the hospital. Of course, Dee Dee quickly intervened, coming up with some excuse that was just believable enough to explain the situation away. Anytime that Gypsy started to rebel or voice her feelings of being trapped, her mother would drug her to forget. Gypsy had no freedom, except for occasional time on a laptop that her mother had given her as a gift. She met a guy at a sci-fi convention, and they ended up talking online. When she started to detail all of her issues and what was happening to her, he convinced her that she needed to get away from her mom, so she ran away. In 2011, she tried to escape for the first time by meeting the man at a hotel, but Dee Dee ended up finding her and smashed her computer with a hammer. She told her if she ever tried to escape again, Dee Dee would do the same thing to Gypsy's fingers. She then kept Gypsy leashed and handcuffed to her bed for two weeks as a punishment. In 2012, Gypsy met Nicholas Godijohn on the internet on a new laptop. The pair would secretly meet up for months, and any time they were alone, which was very infrequent, the two would have sex. She and Nicholas fell in love and talked as much as they could online, in Facebook, on Facebook and in chat rooms. This was the beginning of the biggest event of Gypsy Rose's life. Around this time, she was about 21 years old, but didn't actually know her real age. And Nicholas Godijohn, a 23-year-old man who had extensive history of mental illness and was on the autism spectrum, devised a plan to kill Dee Dee. She would always tell Nicholas that she wanted someone to save her, and he thought he was the man to do just that. They made the plan through Facebook Messenger, where Nicholas would wait until Dee Dee had gone to bed, and then Gypsy Rose would let him in the door so he could do the deed. Then one night in June 2015, it happened. While Dee Dee was sleeping in her bed, Gypsy Rose let Nicholas in. Nicholas stabbed her 16 times in the back, while Gypsy Rose just listened in another room. Shortly after Dee Dee died, the couple went on the run to his home in Wisconsin. Police found them and arrested them just a few days later. Initially, the thought was that Gypsy had been kidnapped by the same person who had killed her mom, but thanks to the messages and the strange posts on Facebook, they quickly realized the truth. These cryptic, weird messages were also the reason police were drawn to the home in the first place, one of them being, quote, that bitch is dead, end quote, which Gypsy said later on she had posted on Facebook because she wanted her mother's body to be discovered. 
Of course, no one could understand how such a young, sweet, sickly girl could be involved in such a heinous plot to kill her own mother until the murder gained such huge national attention that the truth finally came out and Gypsy was able to tell the real story behind, behind how she was treated. Those who had expressed sadness over Dee Dee's death initially were now horrified and enraged at how she had treated Gypsy. Many were also shocked to hear that Gypsy Rose was actually in her 20s, as Dee Dee had significantly altered her appearance to make her look sicker and younger. Eventually, psychiatrists labeled Gypsy Rose a victim of child abuse. Not only had Dee Dee forced Gypsy Rose to fake illnesses, but she hit her. Her personal property had been destroyed, and she had re restrained her to the bed and even denied her food. Dee Dee was eventually labeled to have Manchausen by proxy syndrome. Gypsy Rose confessed that she had asked Nicholas to kill her mother in order to escape her. She pled guilty to second-degree murder in 2016 and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Nicholas was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder. Gypsy is currently serving her sentence in Missouri, and her release date is December 28th in just a few short days. She has garnered national sympathy and plans to release a book as well as a collection of interview transcripts and journal entries to tell her side of the story, which she can't wait to do. While she was in prison, she met her husband, Ryan Scott Anderson, after the two became friends when he began writing her in prison. At this time, she is 32 years old. More than 96,000 people have signed an online petition to release Gypsy and her father, Rod, was openly defending his daughter the entire time. While she's been in prison, a Hulu show called The Act, starring Joey King, was released, and in 2017, a documentary detailing the murder called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest made its way to television. The internet is going wild with videos of her at trial and sending her support, and the overwhelming majority of Americans can't wait to see her be released in just two days. Let's hope she gets to live the life she deserved to have that her mother stole from her. And that, my friends is the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and how she killed her mother. Well, what do we think? Was that cool? Was that what what do we how do we feel about that? I know it's different. But that's something I would love to do more is keep I don't know, keep doing that. Keep keep talking about stories and things that I I love I I love true crime, right? I eventually had to stop listening to true crime podcasts, though, because I found myself getting desensitized. And um, I don't know, I'm not just getting back into it, but I like following up with true crime stories that I've heard in the past. Like when I would listen to a podcast called Crime Junkie. Um, there's another one just called Serial Killers. And they're really good. But at the same time, it's... It's a little sick to me um, to be listening to people's murder all the time. But this is very, very relevant right now because Gypsy Rose is coming back, like I said. And I'm very interested to see how she is going to react because she hasn't had contact with, like, I don't think she's had any, any idea, like, what TikTok is, what what any of this stuff is, you know, like, it's got to be so hard to be behind bars for 10 years 
and or almost 10 years and then make it out in the world and even when she was a kid you know she was a prisoner so this poor girl has lived her life in prison one way or another and you can go and say like oh well you know she was being treated so horribly and everything but she got all these free trips to disney world and free flights and blah 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 she got to go to free concerts okay but her mom was like killing her so so there's that I don't know. I'm very intrigued to see how she integrates into society. So she's going to be releasing a bunch of journal entries and like transcripts and stuff on, um, I think, January 10th it is. And I'm sure she's going to be in at least one documentary that she's going to, you know, direct herself. And I know she's very, very, very interested in detailing everything. Like she's going to tell as much as she can she's very interested in doing that she's been very vocal about how when she gets out she's gonna talk and people are very eager to hear what she's gonna say and it's just such a sad story but you know hopefully she's able to actually make something out of her life i mean she's married that's great so she's already getting out with a support system and her father never stopped um, having contact with her once she was caught for the murder. He publicly defended her again and again and again. And he never stopped seeing her, him and his new wife and, and their children. Um, and I actually ended up, I did watch the act when it came out, which was like two years ago, maybe, maybe even longer than that. And um, it was horrifying. <laughs> it was I don't really like Joey King. She's one of those people that I I never need to see again. Like Joey King is not. I just I don't like her as an actress. She's not my my friend. <laughs> I don't know. So um, I ended up watching it anyway, and I'm really glad that I did. So if anybody has time after the holidays, um, definitely give it a watch. And it's just so sad. But hopefully this turns into a beautiful story of redemption and figuring out who you are and finding yourself and she doesn't have to deal with her mom and her, her dad um, and, her, and her, her family is there for her too. So I'm sure they're probably going to speak about it. But her dad also said when I was doing research on this, like, by the way, guys, I wrote this whole script, so you're welcome. Um her dad was shocked at what Gypsy had gone through when it was during the trial and all the abuse and everything was coming out. Like, her dad did not know. And he also blames himself. You know, he he says publicly, I failed my daughter. The medical professionals failed my daughter. The police failed my daughter. The CPS failed my daughter. Everybody failed my daughter. But so did I. So I like that he's taking accountability for it. But yeah. Just very sad story, but it can be turned into a really beautiful thing. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. So yeah, guys, that's this week's episode. I'm just going to cut it off here because I know everybody is probably playing with all of their Christmas toys and doesn't need to hear another episode of, of El Larisala. That's not true. I know. I know you all love me, but um, I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And I'm so excited to keep growing this podcast with you all um 
sharing my podcast helps me out the most if you are so inclined if you want to do something for my birthday coming up in january you could share this podcast with your family your friends whoever you think might list want to listen and i really would love to hear your feedback on whether or not you like this type of episode and i know it's a little bit shorter than usual but i kind of figured pretty heavy subject material so i'll give you some time to digest that and then next week, we'll talk about New Year's and what we're looking forward to in the New Year's and resolutions and blah, 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 all that fun stuff. But now I have to go and get ready for Christmas service at my husband's family's church. And I'm going to go and drink some hot chocolate and have some more cookies and be the round pregnant lady that I am. And uh, I love you all. Merry Christmas. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. Don't stop complaining. See you next week. Bye.